0: You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded whores. Hi, lovelies. Welcome back to 50 Plus a Tip. I'm your host, Damika. And I'm Riley. So before we get started, as always, remember to rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts google play spotify stitcher all those good places riley worked very hard to sneak our little way onto everything so it means a lot to us one we love to get all the lovely compliments from you guys but also just helps us to get um the ratings up and then we get i think i think it gives us more it gives us the will to live yeah it makes us want to continue (laughs) (laughs) so one more week (laughs) as we crawl
1: to the finish line (laughs)
0: precisely so do that for us and also we have the live show coming up which we are super super excited about that September 13th which is a Tuesday from 7 to 9 30 p.m at the number five orange in Vancouver Canada and it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to have prizes drinks food merch um audience involvement you guys get to see our Lovely faces talking shit on stage, so come out, get your tickets, they're available. The link in the bio on the 50 Plus a Tip Instagram, and they're 20 for one, but they're cheaper if you buy them in twos, twos or more than one, so um, we encourage you to bring all your friends and come talk schmack with us. Schmack. <laughs>
2: talking schmack.
0: <laughs> We're super excited to meet you guys. So, what do you have updated for us? What's going on with work for you?
2: Well, I have been working pretty hard. I was on stage. Working hard or work. hardly working. And- I mean, working hard. I, and then I'm hardly, hardly working. working. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've been booked on stage um, at one of the clubs that do like the really long shifts. So you have your first show anywhere between 12 and uh, 1 and then your last shift anywhere between like 11 and 1. So exactly. it's like 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> Back to back. My back. <laughs> yeah, I know. The Honestly, long my back though. Long, your knees. God. My, my hips. Yeah. My neck. My back. <laughs> my pussy. Hey, my My <laughs> <laughs> Make it sexy. Yeah. As you crawl on stage. Like snapping on stage a thousand percent. But apart from that, like I have just been um, meeting some really great like customers that have been coming in um, to spend some time with me and then repeat customers, which means I haven't scared them away. Which is nice. And the first favorite. I know. Also, I feel like you've been
0: rocking your natural hair a lot lately, which is short. It's like a very, yes. very, very short, like, page cut. Yes. And you've doing okay. very well with that.
2: Pa- yes, page page boy, arguably French bob, but page boy works. Arguably Lord Farquhar. <laughs> Lord Farquhar. Yeah, you know it's what? If I spin around the, uh, the pole a little bit too much, it kind of gives, like... Last hey, room. hey, small child, would you like to take over my uh chocolate factory? <laughs> Here's oh, a golden ticket, <laughs> <laughs> and the men eating yeah. it
0: I love it. I was like, you were actually on stage like a little while ago, and I was watching you, and I was like, she looks like so young, like with her hair like that, and her little body. And then I just watched this old guy be like, <gasps> and like oh, leaning no. to like get the, like, the closest you know what the perineum is? It's like, the yeah, the per, 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 perineum, yeah. perineum, huh? Yeah, like uh, the, skin, uh, the skin the skin blah, 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 the skin between your asshole and your um the your vulva. Well. yeah um he was really like leaning in to oh, see yeah. that and I was just like and this man is a prevert yeah.
2: <laughs> <But> anyways <laughs> I know the hair was... is working well the childlike hair oh, is working well for uh, you yuck. <laughs> back to wigs yeah I am... Um, well it was just so hot like at the beginning of the week we were still in the heat wave, and I was, I was, there was just no way I was going to be able to wear a wig and a cap for 12 hours, mm. so, but it's been, it's been doing well, actually, I've gotten a lot of compliments, except for one guy, oh, geez. who came up to me and tipped me $5, and was like, oh, I'm sorry I didn't tip you on stage, but, like, I wanted to give you this, and he's like, can I put it in your, like, little bra strap, and oh. I was like, sure, I'm uh, sure, yeah. It's fine. And then he was like, uh, so your hair's really short, hey? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you should have been like, no, it's not. Yeah. And just like, argued with him on it. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, so why do you do that? And I was like, hey, weird question. And I was like, oh, you know, it's like, it's really hot right now. I wasn't going to get into the fact that I usually wear a wig. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, oh, yes, is that why? Because, um, yeah, are you growing it out? And I was like, yeah, like it used to be shorter than this and I'm growing it out. He's like, yeah, I think that'll be good for you. I think it would be a, a better look. And I, like, looked at him. He's wearing this stupid little, like, straw fedora. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. I was like, sir, have you heard of a hairdress one? I <laughs> Would know. you like some of mine? <laughs> <mom? laughs>
0: I know everything I need to know about that man. The fact that he's wearing fedora. Like, I know <laughs> his <laughs> whole bio.
2: <laughs> Instantly. I was like, thank you for the $5, sir. Please leave. <laughs> Please see yourself out. Ugh.
0: I thought it was like the other day. I actually think about this a lot. I think it was every day. Um... The things men say and do, I could truly never picture a woman doing.
2: No, really. I mean, we should start doing them. Yeah.
0: No, because men are so psychotic. One, they probably burst into tears or try to punch you. Like, men are so unhealthy. Like, I, I'm insane.
2: Yeah, They're unhinged. not well.
0: They are not well. All
2: of them unhinged. All, truly,
0: all of them. Um, no, you've been having a lot of luck at work lately. I have been so fucking lazy lately. Um, I've had no motivation to work, which is very much unlike me, but I don't know. I just think like, maybe I need to go on a vacation. I was actually thinking about that. Um, sorry, Bentley is just like always, I swear to God that, that thing, Starves himself all week and then realizes as soon as we're going to record, he's like, "This is a great time to aggressively chew kibble by the speaker." <laughs> so I apologize if you're hearing little crunching sounds. Um, that's not our bodies. That <laughs> is. I mean, it, it is, is, but it is. at least some of it we mask it with Benley's <laughs> chewing. Um, but no, I yeah, I've been very unmotivated to work, um, and even when I am there, like people will be like, "Do you want to dance?" I'm like, "Not really, thank you." Mm-hmm. Like so unmotivated, and I think yeah, I think I need to go on vacation. Which I actually think about today that maybe I'll just book a ticket to like Greece or something just go solo fuck yeah, I've been like man. telling you I've wanted to go on a big trip for a while now and like why the fuck not yeah I have nothing holding me here I may as well get the fuck out and I swear to god everyone on my Instagram right now is in Greece so I'm gonna wait for them all to go back so I don't want to just be like Vancouver <laughs> yeah. in Greece and then I will go there once they're back yeah absolutely um yeah I'm just like fucking do it by myself because I need to travel yeah and you know, now is the time, so maybe yeah. it will, like, give me some more motivation, because I feel like we were more motivated after we came back from Florida. Oh, start. yeah,
2: absolutely. So, I think taking time off and traveling might motivate me again to get my ass in gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. I know, it it's and flows. I feel like my motivation was, like, down for a little bit, and then got picked up again when I was on stage, and then I feel like it fell again, you know? It just, it's hard to, like, always be motivated, and when that's the driving factor to your money, it's, like, yeah. takes an emotional toll on you, too, sometimes. Yeah. I find, too, like, if I have a really good gig, then I'm, like, 100% want to work the next day. If I have a really shit gig, like, I have no, I have no motivation to go in. Yeah. Even though it should be the opposite. Like, you should want to, like, make, make money. up for it. Yeah. yeah. I was supposed to work a gig um, the other
0: day, and they're like, you have to get here at this time. It's super important. I mean, my girlfriend, one of our girlfriends was working with us, and we showed up, and we, like... Bust our asses together on time because it was like a last minute kind of booking. Yeah. And then we waited there for an hour and no one answered our messages, and uh, and then they finally answered like two hours. I was like, oh yeah, sorry, it canceled. And I was like, what? Like, I was out, I was like on that day, I was like out on the patio, like reading my book. Just, Ugh. Like, I just had ordered food. I was like just relaxing on the patio, like a little bit of me time. Yeah. And then I busted to get this gig and then it was canceled. I was like, how disappointing. So I just took the rest of the night off because I was like, I'm just gonna order pizza that night and just watch movies. And yeah. Chill.
2: Sometimes it also like. And I experience this a lot with like my mental health stuff, but like sometimes I just do not. I am not in the headspace to work. Yeah, sorry, your puffy sleeves really are hitting large work. I know.
0: <laughs> I just like caught them in my eye. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: but, it's, it's a very be...
2: cute sundress.
1: Okay, It's very
0: cute. You both pull it off. Really <laughs> <well>. <laughs> giving Lord Farquaad's Lord wife. <laughs> Should
2: I, like, do that as a stage costume? Yeah. Oh my god, yes. Charlie and the Doctor Factory? Yes, do all the things that have that haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Just really lean into it. Nice, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I'll message my costume lady to be like, actually, mm-hmm. I don't want that super Can't sexy, like, all. latex shit. No. I want, uh, have you seen Shrek? <laughs>
0: have you seen shrek S? <laughs> I want that.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah. Cool. Um, you're saying about oh yeah it. just like sometimes I'm just absolutely not in the mental space to work and I know that if I stay there don't do well and then I'm just gonna feel worse and yeah. then it's just gonna be that absolute cycle so sometimes it's more worth it just to take the time off and take the owl on the night you know yeah also like too like
0: I took some time off with my parents this week as yeah. well
2: and I was just like you know what like
0: maybe not to be like dark but you only have such limited time with people on this earth and like um you know, work will always be there. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just gonna like not feel bad for taking off. I took off like a Saturday night and I was just like, I'm just yeah. gonna spend time with family and friends and like, just like, yeah, enjoy a bit of my summer. Um, so that's what I've
2: been, that's what I've been kind of doing this last week mm-hmm. and trying not to feel guilty for it. Um, some of the stories that I have or have heard of or have heard of through friends have actually come through uh, girls at work. I would love to start a segment on the show called like wild things you hear in the strip club oh god From, or in the dance room in the dance rooms oh yeah. Jesus, yeah because if you if you work in like an area where there's multiple lap dances going around you can hear the most insane things I am um, I was dancing at a club here in Vancouver and I heard a girl ask if this guy had a boy uh, a girlfriend and then said it like really aggressively. Was like, "Do you have a girlfriend? Don't lie. Do you have a girlfriend? Don't, Don't lie. lie. Yeah." <laughs> and like, and then went on to say like he looked like a player. And I was like, "Why are you bringing up this man's girlfriend in a lap dance? Like, they do not want to be thinking about their wives or their girlfriends while they're in a fucking lap dance." It's like you're doing dance. Like, do you have a, la- a wife? It's like yeah. She's like, I bet she wouldn't
0: like you doing this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Should me <we> stop? <laughs> like what? I know. Insanity.
0: Yeah. As a general rule. I feel like we've taught you guys enough things, but if we still need to teach you more. um, Yeah, don't bring up boyfriends, girlfriends, lovers, ex-wives, new wives, current wives, future wives. um, Yeah. Unnecessary. It's not very sexy talk. Um, The only time that stuff comes up is if someone I'm dancing for brings it up. Like I've had people be like, you look like my wife, or you are hotter than my wife. My wife would love you. Yeah, things like that. Um, But to be like, do you, have a, do you have a girlfriend? Don't, Don't lie. fucking lie to me. I'll find her. <laughs> like, like, yeah.
2: Right? Um it, was, was she a s- new dancer, you think? No. Uh, experienced dancer? Uh, medium. Maybe around the same as me. Okay, well, yeah, you've been dancing for about four years now. Yeah. You're getting up there. I know. <laughs> God.
1: My knees are it's cracking cold. me a bit. <laughs> no. Well, you're there. Almost
0: there. Um, you're experienced. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's wild. Bonkers, dude. Yo, the story is like, so funny you and I were sitting upstairs in the dance room because it's empty we were it was it was dead it's like a dead dead time you and I were trying to take photos in the dance room we were hiding in one of the corners and then one of the girls came and started doing a dance and obviously now we can't like we can't leave we're like giggling in a corner hiding in the darkness and uh their whole conversation was so awkward and like the way she talked was so awkward and like extremely fake like oh my gosh and like we were both like is this what they usually do. Like, usually when we go up there, it's busy. We're doing our own mm. thing. We're not really paying attention to what other girls say. But to, like, literally be lurking in the shadows, listening. Truly, like, creeps. <laughs> Truly. Our boss
2: came in, like, he was in the corner. He's like, what are you guys doing? He's <laughs> like, I saw movement on the camera. like, what are you doing? We're like, oh, we're just hanging out. Hiding. <laughs> so, hiding. Get working, out of
0: here. Working, working hard for you, <laughs> as usual. Um, but, yeah, that was so weird. I was like, is
2: this what? Yeah,
0: because I do not, I do not put on a fake voice. Like if anything, I go lower and more gruff. I'm like,
1: what up? <laughs> like,
2: I do, I would say like a slight octave higher. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. It's it's my customer service voice. I, I do a really slight octave that. higher if I'm annoyed. I'm like, oh my god, really? And I'll like, do like an annoying dumb valley girl voice. That's yeah. like condescending. I do it on the podcast too sometimes. Actually, yeah. I find that like unless I'm relaxed, like, I kind of go to this like yes, yes, customer you do.
0: Voice? That's exactly the voice <laughs> you do.
2: I, my voice got
0: deeper over like mm-hmm. from steroids and stuff but like when I was younger I had a much more like high-pitched feminine voice.
2: I can't imagine you with like a, a feminine voice.
0: Hey <laughs> you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, exactly. What yeah, that's exactly
0: what my voice was like. <laughs> <laughs> I had a weird, British accent. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I did. I had like a higher I, I'll find like an old recording of me. Yeah. Had, like a higher like a noticeably different voice where when I came back people were like do you have a cold, what's wrong with your voice? Like, it was, like, that much different. Um, Now, I think I have a very manly voice, but people say I don't. But I think I, I feel like I have a manlier voice than most women.
2: I don't think it's manly. I think you have, like, maybe a huskier, like, not one
1: that.
2: (laughs) No, but you don't, like, you just have a more, like, deeper voice than, like, high-pitched feminine but I feel like my regular voice is kind of also along that line yeah you have like a a little bit of a raspy voice usually
0: um okay also you also had a funny uh interaction the other day like I as listeners know I am a very much low patience person for men that are not spending money as you all should be because we all need to raise the bar up for men not getting attention. Raise me up.
2: Wow, that's some uh, trauma <laughs> embedded.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry you had to listen to that singing. Atrocious. <laughs> um, but anyway. <laughs> I,
2: don't know. I gave her it's one little tiny thing of champagne and she's like, I'm fucking loopy. I'm at the end of my like <laughs> nine or ten day work week. <laughs> I drugged
0: <do> Yeah. <laughs> and I'm saying a little too It's <laughs> getting weird. Um, anywho. Uh, yeah. So y'all should maybe making pen, men pay for literally anything. They want to look at you, pay me. You want to come talk to me at the bar, pay me. Um, especially at the strict club. If you're sitting at the bar and a guy comes and talks to you, maybe give him 10 seconds <laughs> of your time and then be like, okay, so like, this is really fun, but you know, I am working. So if you aren't wanting to pay for this time and I need to go hustle. Or I need to go to sell dances, or I need to go whatever. Are you um,
2: talking about who I think you're
0: talking yes about? Yes, I am. <laughs> um, because, like, you're literally not getting paid by the hour, and these men aren't in there for female attention, so why are you giving literally your job for free? Stop doing it. when bitch, I see bitches be sitting for free. You're sitting for $5. Like, it's ridiculous. Up your fucking game. Up, raise the fucking bar for everyone. Um, and y'all know I'm like that. Riley has gotten a lot better to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which this story proves, because... We were sitting at the bar a few days ago, minding our business, and this man comes up, and out of nowhere, he's like, drunken idiot, and he's like, I'm not going to, like, pay you guys, but... He, yeah, he's, he's not going to go for dances. Yeah, I'm not going to go for dances, but I want to talk to you girls. And we're like, okay, are you going to tip us? Like, you've you've come out of the gate being very blunt, so why can't we? And he's like, no, I just want to stand here. And literally in sync, Riley and I were both like, yeah, you can stand here. And then both turn our (laughs) backs and, like, carry on our (laughs) conversation. And then he, like, stared at us for a while and, like, slowly walked away. And that is the energy you all need to start bringing
2: to the club, to your personal life, to literally everything. Yeah, especially if someone comes out of the gate being like, I'm not going to pay you. Yeah. Then, like, then I'm not going to give you any attention. Yeah.
0: You're at a club. This is not, like day-to-day like even day-to-day I like, get the fuck on my face but like at the club especially like hey I, I want your labor for free absolutely not I just love it. we literally said it in unison and I've never been more proud of you in my life I was like I've oh, yourself <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so proud um any other life updates What's happening with you life-wise
2: um I'm going on had a little vacation mm-hmm. um I guess uh yeah this week I'm leaving Saturday um coming back the following Tuesday which will be perfect for this podcast Mm -hmm. um yeah just going to uh around washington on a little road trip so i'm gonna be like i'm just gonna leave my phone at home and just like be completely unplugged which is gonna be nice yeah um and then i'm gonna i'm sorry wait what how I like, bother you all the time. Hey, boop. Oh, I'm coming. Oh.
0: I love this for us. I'll pack my bags. I'm fabulous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tell
0: Megalo Scoot <food> over. <laughs> I'm coming. You are not not bringing your phone and not talking to me for a week. Misses you I should be there. Are you kidding me right now? You're bringing someone else. That dirty whore. <laughs> oh, wow. And not even the good kind of whore that I like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have some discussing <laughs> after the podcast. Um, okay, yeah, that's exciting, though. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, That is so it.
1: nice to mm. you, Do you.
2: Um, and <laughs> then me and my partner are going out to other uh, yeah, yeah, partner. partner, yeah, my actual boyfriend. Uh, going out to uh, mm-hmm. Roslyn to see the piece of land that we bought, like I guess a year ago. Anyway, um, cute, love that for you. Do not invite me to this wedding. i will over it. we <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to be getting married. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Um, but apart from that work updates, uh, some of y'all were interested in my um, spreadsheet. Mm, yes, we had a lot of messages about that. Um, I am still working on it. There's, like, some things to figure out. There's some streamlining to do but I'm would be more than happy to make one and put it on the patreon yes, yes. um if you guys want to let me know what you uh want included in it then yeah. I can sort of rejig it a little bit I could maybe try and make it a little bit more intuitive so if sports things aren't really you know something that you want to t- look at you could look at it a bit like yeah just let me know what you kind of want included or in the spreadsheet. Or just like a
0: typical baseline one. Phil can add delete things as they go. Exactly. Um, but yeah,
2: we will definitely
0: uh, put that up on the Patreon for those of you who have subscribed. And those of you who have not, what are you doing? Subscribe. Yeah. You get all the behind-the-scenes uh, pictures and videos that we take obnoxiously throughout the week that are super embarrassing for us. But you guys get to see them. Yeah. And we get the um, live recordings. You get to see how cute we look. i we'll so cute. Still cute.
2: And yeah. Um, you get to see the one corner of my house that I <laughs> that we <in these laughs> recorded. <recordings. laughs> um, but yeah, if just let me know, it might take me a little bit to uh to perfect. So, you know, hold on. But it's gonna have all the general stuff. For yeah. sure. No, no, we don't.
0: Um, speaking of knowing what you guys like and your opinions, we do the Instagram polls, which is a great way for us to kind of translate the podcast to the Instagram and Um, you guys are always super, super receptive to that and super, um, responsive, which is awesome because I really do like hearing from other people, uh, their opinions and things because as much as I love talking shit with you, it's nice to hear the others. So we had an Instagram poll a while back and it was regarding sex workers and pronouns. So I'm just going to recap the kind of the message that came that prompted it. I have an idea for a topic of conversation. We all have aliases for working in clubs slash stage names, stripper names, etc. And for the most part, every stripper is referred to as girl, regardless of age. I'd like to hear from those who identify as non-binary and ask them if they have, in quotes, stage pronouns, or do they work as they, them. So I put that up on the podcast, Instagram, a little while back, and I got a huge response from people that identified as um, non-binary And it was really, really insightful. So um, the first one is by Roby Rye, who you guys might recognize from an earlier episode. Instagram's at Roby, R-O-B-I underscore Rye, R-Y-E. Yes, in the strip club, everyone is a girl, in my opinion. Like, you would lose so much money if you insist on not being called she, her. I know a few dancers that want people in the locker room to call them by different pronouns, but definitely not in front of the customers. It kind of feels like drag, in my opinion. Another one that wrote in was Aries, Um, also another guest we had on the podcast, Instagrams at A-R-I-3-S underscore B-B. I've never referred to it as a stage pronoun before, but I suppose that's exactly what they are. People use she, her for me at work, and I actually prefer that my coworkers don't tell customers that my pronouns are they, them. One, because I don't expect most of the client base to understand that, and two, if they do even understand that concept of being non-binary... Most of them are straight, so they're not going to seek out services from someone where the interaction has all of a sudden become queer. I have one customer who knows, who's one of my long-term regulars, and he found out because he once did basically a sweep for information about me online by Googling my cash tag, lol, and he ended up seeing it in my personal Twitter's bio. He's super intelligent and well-educated and has somewhat of a grasp on that sort of thing, and he made a point to bring it up to me to, I think, apologize for having always misgendered me, but even then, I didn't want to alter the relationship too much, so I sort of brushed it off and said it was no big deal, and he still refers to me as she, her. Honestly, I really prefer to keep my gender completely separate from my job. Beyond my few close friends who know, it feels nice to have things that are completely private and my own and never come to work with me. And I don't really believe that there is any way that non-binary, in quotes, should appear. So I go in and perform what society deems as hyper-feminine, and I get to have a fun, funny secret from these men that often are typically trying really hard to put on these heteronormative, hyper-masculine personas or traits or whatever. It feels so funny to me that like these men just don't even know that part of me and helps me put on some dissonance there and helps me to compartmentalize my work life. I also feel like it's so funny because honestly, even though what I'm performing comes off as hyper feminine to most, I never feel more masculine than when I'm on stage or in certain interactions with customers. The way I switch to extroversion and, and being very active in that way and I pursue people and the way I'm moving and hustling and engaging with people, a lot of it feels like I'm in output mode, if that makes sense. The parts of it that feel most feminine to me is the act of receiving, and I actually had to work really hard on that in order to make start making more money, because I, I at my core, have issues with that feminine receptivity. I can listen really well and receive people's energy well and things like that, but actually receiving in material form has been really difficult for me at certain parts of my life. Everything else is just performance, though, and that's easy. I know who I am at the end of the day, and my loved ones know who I am, so it doesn't matter to me, and I actually I prefer it that these other people have no clue. And then we had another person write in named Pandora, and their Instagram's at Pandamonium. So P-A-N-D-A-A-M-O-O-N-I-U-M. They said, hey, I would love to have my response shared. I know how hard it can be as a non-cis dancer to have to present as cis, and how hard it can be to not be able to speak up about it or be out at work to customers. I would love to help dancers see that it's possible to have a healthy dancing career and a healthy relationship with themselves. I use my dance persona as a character more than an extension of myself. My personalities in and out of work are so wildly different that I consider Pandora as a role I play when I get into work. Similar to how a cis woman can be cast as a man in a play, I'm non-binary and playing a woman when I get to work. It also helps separate home work life and not let them melt over into each other. I'm a theater kid, so having that mentality was second nature to me. I work as a she-her just because I know that unfortunate reality is that not everyone understands. But I think having that balance between home life and who you really are and how you present at work helps immensely, like having a superhero persona. And another one wrote in, and their name is Danica, and their Instagram is at Danica King TV, so that's D-A-N-I-K-A-K-I-N-G TV, and it's a voice recording, so I'm just going to play it for you and hopefully come through on the mic to be determined. <laughs>
1: Hello, fellow Danica. Thank you so much for having me um, answer this question for you. Um, This is a really interesting topic and something I think about all the time and I, I reflect on, like, so often. Every time I've talked to any other non binary dancer, they kind of say the same thing. I think that there must be some dancers out there that have it really good and they work, work in a city or in a club where they are allowed a little bit more freedom. But as for me, my club in my city, I don't think that it would play out very well for me. There is a club in my city that I think you could do that. Um, it's super queer friendly. But my club is lots of like old, rich, fight businessmen and I think more so that would confuse them but it would probably upset them too because they like to be right um and I think that for me it's just simple to just play the part right um but an interesting part an interesting part of this conversation for me is that I also tend to play the part with my fellow dancer friends um there are a few of my dancer friends that know that I'm non-binary, um, and they totally use my, my real pronouns. Um, sometimes they forget and I totally give them, um, leniency on that because it's hard because I'm at work, I do refer to myself as a girl as well. Um, just because that's the, that's the role I'm playing. Um, and I'm pretty immersive that way, but, yeah, I don't tell all my dancer friends either because I think that a lot of them wouldn't understand it either. And I think living and acting in a world where you have to pretend so much as your job, um, I think it's just exhausting thinking about having to explain my gender identity or just who I am um, to my friends. Um, they're work friends, right? But they're still my friends, um, friends that are civilians. I think anything um, work-related, I'm she, her, and I don't know, I'm just, I'm one of the girls. Um, I wish that it were easier to be my true self, but in reality, I don't really share that much of my real self with people at the club. Um, I like the sparkly, manic pixie dream girl version of myself, um, and I'm addicted to that role, so Danica is much different from who I am um outside of the club outside of the club I dress like in sweats all the time or workout clothes I'm always like lounging I'm not very like a girly girl right because I'm not a girl but in the club you wouldn't know the difference um I have worked in Portland where there are some non-binary dancers and they do refer to themselves as such um and I'm super jealous. I feel like I wish that I were at that place in myself that I could feel confident enough in my game that I could be like, yeah, I'm non-binary, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I just, I, I protect that part of myself. And I think it's interesting because I also do that with my partnership too, right? Um, I, it's interesting because you always get different, like, responses from customers about whether, they always ask you, do you have a boyfriend? I'm sure you have a boyfriend. Um, but I always tell them that I, I don't. Actually, I tell them I have so many boyfriends in so many cities, but I never tell them about my actual partner because that's something that I hold really special and dear and I don't want them to like taint that with anything that they might say, right? And it's the same way with my sexuality and my gender. Um, But yeah, that was a really open-ended question. If you have something specific that you would like me to try to answer, I would love to. Um, Thank you again. Um, I hope that helped.
0: Okay, so then another one that wrote in was Juniper, and they said, this is such a great question and something that I have wrestled with throughout my dancing career. I have worked both clubs and private parties for the last three years, and I've transitioned to mostly private parties now, than club work, just to provide a general perspective on my history in this industry. In my day-to-day life, I am a genderqueer. I identify as they, he pronouns. However, when I dance, I personally choose to use the typical she, her pronouns with my stage persona. I dance under the stage name Juniper Jinx, Primarily, and the personality of Juniper Jinx is almost like a polar opposite alter ego than who I am outside of my dancing There are so many reasons I choose to use she her pronouns This is a new to in the industry, but this is a job as a hustle I find that it's much easier to hustle customers when I'm perceived as a woman on stage There are some aspects to sex work that have been and remain very prominent in commonality across the dancing, which are one, long hair and high femme physical traits, raises in quotes, real estate value in a club or party setting. And two, most customers in my experience are insecure men. And when they're insecure, they're easily hustled by creating the illusion that I, a gorgeous, beautiful woman in quotes, need their validation, i.e. attention and money to feel confident. So that it's been, so that it's been said, this is not actually true. It's just my go-to tactic for hustling. This gives me the man, this This gives the man a dynamic where he feels he has influence and feels more secure and confident in their interactions than he does in his day-to-day life, which leads him to paying me to continue sharing time with him as he strokes his ego. Of course, this is rooted in and exploiting the social construct of men being and wanting to be dominant to women. In my opinion, it's one of the most common easy-to-come-by-hustle tactics. Of course, it does not come without its own mental obstacles. I have and still do have days while getting ready for work caused me extreme gender dysphoria. I'm very secure in my gender identity, and I have worked very hard to get to that point in life. And sometimes it can be very challenging to project myself as a woman when I just don't feel very true to that at my core. I have very short hair in my civ life, so when I go to work, I have many wigs I wear and sissify myself, if you will, lol. Well, what I've found that helps in the way I approach this mentally is by reminding myself that Juniper Jinx isn't me. She's a fantasy, almost like going to drag persona. She's an embodiment of hyper-sexualized, feminine fantasy bimbo princess, if you will. Consistently, I have to remind myself, Juniper is not in quotes, legal name. She is her own character, and that's okay. While the primary reason I use she, her pronouns for my dance life is money and l- larger audience, I have other reasons as well. One being that we do still live in a society where being trans is dangerous. As a whole, we have made a lot of progress on acceptance, yes, but we still have a long way to go, in my opinion. I also dance in NASCAR City in the South, so the bulk of my clientele are Southern white men. I just don't feel safe using queer pronouns in that environment because of the danger that it could present to me. Well, in an already unprotected industry. And lastly, I also feel safer in that it keeps my personal identity an extra step apart. We do have to protect ourselves and our identities while at work, and I feel like it's easier to do that when I'm a completely different gender outside of the club party scene. I dance alongside a handful of trans dancers, and most that I know have a similar approach of going to drag as a woman, fit their shifts to be the hyper-feminine fantasy for customers, and I'm very thankful to be in a local community of so many inspirational trans dancers that have helped me learn how to cope with and navigate our jobs in the ways we do. And then we had another individual write in and they said as follows, and I'm going to let Riley listen to this one because you guys are probably sick of (laughs) hearing my voice. (laughs) So.
2: I just listened to the last episode and want to throw out my thoughts about being a non-binary stripper. I seem to have missed the poll. There's certainly an amount of accepting that you kind of have to do in terms of being misgendered. I use both she and they pronouns in my life, so the pronouns aren't really the issue for me as she is technically correct. I am also femme-presenting and do appear as a woman to the average person. Society may always acknowledge me as a woman, which is something I've struggled with in the past. I honestly hate being called a girl the most. It's infantilizing and it's just straight up wrong for me, so I often just hold my tongue. The only patrons I've offered my true gender identity to are fellow queers and queer sex workers who I've had connection, connecting conversations with about three, about three folks in about 2.5 years of dancing. Unfortunately, I do get misgendered often by fellow queer folks in the club too. So again, I tend not to share. I've essentially come to terms with the fact that A, I don't need to justify my gender identity, nor is everyone entitled to that info, and B, I will always in some way be perceived as a woman to the vast majority of people, and it is not my job to educate everyone I come into contact with. My gender identity is respected by my co-workers that I am able to come out to, and those who I am close with, which is what matters to me. It is important to note that when I'm in burlesque spaces my gender identity is respected and I can be completely open in those spaces sorry for the novel it's a complex issue with a lot of nuance I appreciate the question and thank you for elevating the voices of all sex workers
0: you're so welcome, yeah. you're so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no thank you so much everyone for writing in um when Riley and I first posed that question we both said you know that's an area of sex work that we really have no grade on speaking on because we are both um cis female to identify as female. Um, so we're big on talking on what we know and letting other people talk on what they know. So we really appreciate you all um, sharing your experience with us for those that comment on the poll and those ones that did that D- DM and, and share more because um, you were all being very vulnerable and very open and candid with your experiences and that um, it's how we all learn. So mm-hmm. uh, we are both so appreciative when you guys write in and say things like that because... Um, we love to learn from you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I'm loving giving all the new polls and getting your eyes's responses. So the next poll we're going to put out is for those that are female identifying. Do you watch porn when you masturbate? Never, sometimes, or always. And do you think watching porn impacts your sex life? It's something that I actually spoke with a friend of mine recently about. So I'm very curious to see um, how often female identifying individuals claim to look at porn and how much of an impact or what kind of impact it has on their sex life. Um, I think that's a topic that you and I have kind of like been interested in before too. Yeah, totally. So are y'all subscribed to our OnlyFans? <laughs> If, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're going to get into listener questions here before we let you go. So we promise we get through some of them. So first one here. Hey Danica, I have a question for you for the podcast. I'm curious about personal boundaries around clients touching you in lap dances. My main question is, do you or Riley allow clients to touch your breast slash nipples? Is this a common thing across clubs and dancers? I have come across in clubs where I am myself in South Florida Where girls allowing touching pretty much everywhere but coochie. Ooh, coochie. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't started dancing yet, but I intend to audition by September at the very latest. I'm working to get the courage to go in the next two months. I'm also 30. I live in South Florida, and from what I hear, there's a lot of extras going on in the clubs down here. I won't be doing extras, though I do support full-service sex work and wish it was decriminalized. It's just out of my comfort zone. I am also in a monogamous relationship with a wonderful man. He's not keen on other men touching me at all, especially my breasts, but my boundaries are different around that. I could definitely see myself allowing to be touching, especially at the right price or with very generous clients. I've talked with my partner a lot about this, and he does ultimately support me becoming a dancer. What are your thoughts on all this? Thank you so much for making this podcast. I love it. XOXO, you are doing amazing things.
2: Yeah, so um, I think ultimately you have to decide what you're comfortable with and what your boundaries are. Um, and it doesn't really matter what – other girls are doing. I mean, I completely understand. Um, I also don't appreciate uh, services happening in a realm where services are not supposed to be offered. So I completely understand. I mean, and we've talked about this um, literally in last pod, the last episode with um, Palm Wheezy, uh, episode 114. Um, that we talked about, we also support full service sex workers, but don't bring it in a realm where that's not really what is supposed to be happening in terms of touching, um, your boundaries are your boundaries and it doesn't matter what any other girl is doing. So if you are okay with your boobs being touched, but you don't like your nipples being touched, then just say that if you know, you, it's up to you to discuss your boundaries with every customer that you, um, that you dance for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, at the beginning of every dance, uh, both Danica and I typically do a little rundown of what we do and do not allow. Um, I personally don't like my nipples being touched. I have nipple piercings. Um, they get kind of bumped around on stage, obviously nothing between the legs, keeping the mouth to the south. It's like, these are all things that we rattle off to customers to let them know what our, our boundaries are. She went, she said our her, their mouth's, to themselves but it sounded like mouth to the south oh <laughs> mouths to keep your mouths to yourselves yeah there, there you go, yeah, there you go. <laughs> sorry
0: their mouths have They're to laying,
2: down oh, south <laughs> <laughs> um but it, yeah again it's completely up to you what you deem is fit for your boundaries within what is allowed at the club obviously if your club is um absolutely no contact ear yeah, dancers only then you need that that should be your boundary yeah, I agree. I
0: agree. First foremost, what does your club allow? And then within that within those guidelines, what are you comfortable with? So even if your even if your club allows full service, that doesn't mean that has to be your boundary. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, that's okay. And if a club doesn't want you there cuz that's you don't allow whatever they allow to happen, then that's not your club. Um like I always say, not all money is good money, and there, you can make just as good money within your boundaries. Um, you just need to find a place where that works for you. And, you know, if you're comfortable with people touching your breasts and your partner isn't, I'm um, never one to shame what goes on in people's relationships and how they handle that. But, again, that's, that's for you to decide if you will move your boundary to another area based on what your partner feels. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's another conversation entirely. On between you and your partner if your boundaries are not – if you're more comfortable with something happening with your body and your partner is not, I think that's another discussion you have to have with them. Um, but, yeah, first and foremost, kind of your metric should be what does the club allow, your starting point, and then what are you comfortable with in those parameters, what you're comfortable with. Um, I've worked at clubs that were more contact than I'm comfortable with, and I've done very well at those clubs. Um, like Riley said, I have no problem at the start of a dance saying – X, Y, and Z. This is what I'm comfortable with. This is what we'll be doing this dance. And then I've had people be like, oh, well, other girls let me do this. And all I say is, okay, do you want to go find them? Mm-hmm. Or I say, okay, well, after this dance, you can go back to them then. Like, I have no problem. Like, I'm, I'm very um, strong-headed in, in what my boundaries are. But that also comes with years and years of dancing and also being um, – Financially stable. Yeah. A very I'm a very privileged sex worker where I don't need the money. So um, I can operate within my boundaries very easily. Um, but that being said, if there's a night where you kind of cross your boundaries and then you feel shit about it later, that's totally okay. Um, not okay to, you know, in that regard, but it's okay if you go back and you go, actually, you know what, looking in hindsight, I wasn't comfortable with that. I don't think I'll do that again. Um, don't like shame yourself for, mm-hmm. you know, maybe misstepping or, or overstepping what you, didn't, you thought you'd be okay with, but you're not. I think there's yeah. a lot of, um, or certain days, like there's certain days where, you know, I'm more comfortable with someone rubbing my back. And then the next day I'm like, I don't want any contact. I don't want anyone touching me today. And your boundaries can shift and move accordingly. Um, maybe in this relationship, your boundaries are a certain way, but when you're single, your relation- your boundaries might be different. Mm-hmm. You don't owe – you know, you don't have to put your, like, line in the sand of, like, this is exactly how my boundaries will always be. And you should be fully comfortable switching your boundaries up whenever you want to, yeah. as you want to, as long as in the parameters
2: of what the club allows. And that can be between, you know – Clients as well. Like, if oh, yeah. you have a client that is just kind of a little bit, you know, gruff with you, then there is no problem. Like, setting harder boundaries than somebody who is super charming and super respectful. Like, maybe you don't mind if they, you know, touch your boobs a little bit more. Um, you're also welcome to do it. You know, just because you said no doesn't mean that you can't like change that if you continue. You know, if if you're just doing one dance and you don't want somebody touching you at all, then that's fine. Um, you can say, well, actually, you know, that's, that's, you know, I, I like to save that for the fourth dance, the fifth dance, whatever, like it's completely up to you. And I think that that's such a highlight of our job is to have the autonomy to set our own boundaries. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. That's the one thing that's really cool about sex work is that um, there's so many different avenues of it and there's so many different ways to operate in each avenue according to what you're comfortable with. And uh yeah, I completely echo what you said. My boundaries do shift from client to client. There's some clients where like I'll hover on their lap. Like I yeah. mean, like it's like, yeah, it's and I have every right to do that because I am an independent contractor. And mm-hmm. you know, as long as you're not um yeah, going against your club rules, um, yeah. So
2: hopefully that helps. Hopefully that
0: helps that we didn't really give you an answer, but your answer is whatever the fuck you want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> no, but um, It's good that you're even thinking of this before you even get started Mm -hmm. and kind of already placing those boundaries because that's really good to go into the industry already having some idea of where your boundaries lie. Um, So props to you for even kind of like getting ahead of the game in that sense.
2: And it's okay if they change. It's okay if they change in the moment. It's okay if they change over time as long as you can walk away feeling good about it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Next question here. Hey, girl, I
0: have an advice question for you. So I have a really, really good customer who wants me to join him in Mexico, and he wants to book my flight down there, but I'm not sure how to bring up the matter of him giving me money to come, like him paying me for my time. I really don't know how to phrase it so that it doesn't sound like I'm only going with him for money.
2: What would you say? Pay me. (laughs) Um, No, I think if you – I would, I would word it in a way that it's like, I would love to come on vacation with you, but I'm actually really trying to save up for X, Y, and Z. Like give him something tangible that you want you're saving up for. For example, I would use school and be like, listen, I would really love to come with you. Um, I'm just really focusing on saving up money for school. And I can't justify spending X amount of days, not making money and kind of see where that makes him lie. And if he doesn't really say anything, be like, if you would like to compensate me for that time, that would be amazing. If not, I'm going to have to pass. Yeah,
0: that's exactly what I would say
2: too. I would say,
0: um, that'd be so lovely. I would love that trip with you. We'd have so much fun. But unfortunately, I really can't afford to take the time off work right now. Um, Is there any way you'd be comfortable compensating me for that missed time? Um, I typically make this amount per night. So if we're going for X amount of nights, would you be comfortable paying me this amount? Um, And I think that's a really fair way. There's no other career where people would expect you to take vacation time for them. So unpaid vacation time. Mm -hmm. So um, just – and if you feel guilty for saying that, remind yourself that this is a legitimate job and no other legitimate job if people have the audacity to ask that of you. So, you know, you're in every right to ask that. And, yeah, like just the word – like how we said, it's completely polite, it's completely professional – yeah, and also how he reacts to that is very telling too.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: how much, how much of his time he actually respects, how much of your time, yeah, for yeah, sure. Sorry. So yeah, um, best of luck. And also, if you need yeah. two other people to come with you to Mexico, yeah, hit us up. Pay us <laughs> to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one here. Hello, I'm a fairly new listener of the podcast and have been binging your episodes a lot recently i just have to say that besides welcome welcome to the welcome to welcome, <laughs> welcome 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 welcome, welcome. <laughs> all right <laughs> i just have to say that besides the advice and information you and riley share your podcast has really been liberating and has helped me with coming to terms with aspects of my identity that i have never been comfortable with exploring before and broadening my mind frame i actually found your podcast because i had been looking for advice on how to seriously get into sex work specifically the avenue of sugaring and making online content. Although you both have shared that you do not really have experience in being sugar baby, you do have some experience online and a lot of experience with shady or scammy guys. I don't know if you'll get my message, but I thought it would be at least worth trying a shot, asking for your advice on an interaction I am currently having with a potential client. I could send you some screenshots for context, and if you have some advice, it would would be very appreciated.
2: Okay, perfect. Okay, so you're going to read the the listeners and then I'll read the responses yes okay so you're <coughs> the left side I'm the right side all right, I gotta lower so she's, my octave she's the man Ooh. she's the man <laughs> yeah great okay. reference so, that we just sang the song yeah welcome to the Valeria she's the man great movie Love 10 it. out of 10 would I recommend all right <clears throat> I'm from Los Angeles I'm here looking for a sugar baby who will spoil me with pictures and videos and I will be paying you a monthly allowance
0: maybe I can get that done for you what kind of pictures and videos
2: Your sexy pictures and videos, baby, heart, heart. You will be sending me at least 10 pictures and five videos in a week. I will pay you $5,000 as your first payment and I will be paying you $2,500 as your weekly allowance, dear heart. I will be paying you with my Coinbase account. If you don't have an account, go to your and download Coinbase app, then create an account and I will guide you on how to withdraw it to your bank account directly.
0: Um, And then it kind of jumps to another part of their conversation, and she's saying, "I can't do that here, though. Sorry, I don't know what I just did."
2: Okay, I am blank by the name, and I am a 37 year old widower, father of two children. I work all days of my life as a U.S. Army, but right now, I I am the U.S. Army, but right now I am an engineer. That was in caps. caps. (laughs) Engineer, all caps. Mainly on road construction business. I lost my late wife over three years ago now, and I have been living without no woman. I am honest, thoughtful, caring, independent, fun, one woman man, full of energy. I like dancing to the oldies or country music, walking on the beach, boardwalk, traveling, roller coastering, <laughs> roller coasters, horseback riding, dinner, in or out, or working around the house. I am in position to go anywhere. I have a house in where I have fun when I am not on business trips and currently in now. The blank, blank now. This is all about me. This is just all about me.
0: And then the listener continues writing in saying, I will try to keep this brief because I already spent so much, but I just have to have a few concerns I wanted to ask about.
2: He was insisting
0: I get paid through cryptocurrency, which I don't know if that would be a reliable source of payment. And the information he provides me with about himself is inconsistent. In previous messages, he claimed to be living in LA, and now he claims to be living in blank, blank. He also writes in broken English. Are these even things I should be concerned about if we are interacting online? Or is it that is it still necessary that I get legitimate information from him? Like, have you talked about doing in person paid dates on your podcast? I really appreciate your time and I hope you both are doing well. I mean, just reading it, babe, it, it sounds like a scam. It's 100,000 yeah. million percent a scam. Um, I hope I actually replied to this girl. I made this may have been the ones that I was like, we'll get back to you next week. And now it's been like five months and yeah. I hope you're not – um, I hope you do get get My bad, if I was you guys. scam. some of to learn the hard right way. Um, no, it's a, a million, million trillion billion percent of scam. Um, the if he the is way the U.S. Speaking, Army,
2: he has he is the entire U.S. Army. He has like you know PayPal. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, it's a scam. It's a million percent of scam. The way he's talking, the way you can like you can literally read it, it's a scam. Um, and that's not to like, be like, you're such a fuck idiot, you didn't realize that we've had a lot of experience yeah. in this world that we, we can re- see it from a mile away with someone's a scammer. Um, one, the fact that, um, he is telling you exactly what you're going to do. You will do this. You will do this. You will do this. Someone who's experienced with sex workers would speak like, um, in my ideal arrangement, it would mm-hmm. look like this. Um, there's a way to speak to another human. That's not like, you're going to fucking do this. You're going to fucking do this. The way he's talking is super aggressive and it's. Not how someone would talk to has experience with sex workers or respectable relationships with sex workers. Um, also, the amount he's offering you, ten uh, k a month, twenty five hundred dollars weekly, plus a five thousand dollars upfront, is too good to be true. Yeah. Unfortunately, my girlfriends have clients, and I've heard of clients who will pay tens of thousands of dollars a month and are great clients. Um, but they do not contact you over Instagram. Rarely, rarely would they contact you over Instagram, and. Um,
2: this, it, it's yeah. it's
0: rare that they even come into your life. So
2: This person also has, like, no uh, Instagram profile page at all. Um, no
0: name on his page, no yeah. photo on his page. And then just,
2: like, other things, like, there's a lot of scams uh, going out. Like, it's the same sort of things that do, like, CRA scams. And the broken English is not always a bad sign. Like, there's a lot of, you know, people that don't speak English fluently. But the fact that he's putting out information, like, the name he gave is like very american yeah and yeah. and he's saying he's from you know, um a pretty conservative part of America and also like other really like English dominant places. it it just like as you said like it's not one or the other it's the fact that things aren't matching up yeah
0: very inconsistent if he's told you one like enough for me would be the fact that he told you one place one day and different place the next like that would already be it for me that you can't even keep your lies straight so um as lovely as it would be to get 10k um american a month for sending a few photos um too good to be true The, it reads like a fucking scam. I really hope that I had replied to you before this, but if I didn't, I'm so sorry. I hope you didn't get scammed. Um, yeah, but if you do anyone out there get messages like this and you know, people that are more experienced in sex work than you, whether it be Riley and I, or one of your friends, have people read your messages Mm -hmm. and be, and if you're worried about like, you know, people stealing your part or the person just like crop out their name or whatever. Um, and have them read it over with you and be like, is this, does it sound legit? Um, because this sounds right away, it's literally the minute, the first line, Riley and I both looked at the jar was like, this is goofy, yeah. like this is bullshit.
2: Um, but that comes with the years of experience of dealing with like shady people. So you'll get used to it, unfortunately. So uh, a good friend of mine, who's a guy, um, and knows what I do, uh, for work, um, is on Tinder at the moment. And, you know, I wanted to really talk about like, you know, scams and stuff because Girls get it, but also guys get it. Um, So he messaged me saying, "Okay, I need your thoughts on something." I matched with a girl on Tinder, and she told me she's a live streamer and a model, and approached me to do a POV uh, videos with her. So point of view, if you guys aren't familiar with that, yeah. I got her to send me some of her work because I wanted to confirm it was real, and it seems pretty real. LOL. I'm low key down. It's a new experience, and I'm down for new experiences right now. But there's more. She said I would, but there's, but more, there's right? more. She said I would get fifty percent of whatever the videos would earn, and fifty percent of, um, and fifty percent depends on views and shit. Um, so what is next for her is to recommend me to her company, set up an alias to be used upon filming, and there's a one-time charge for me to set my stage name. According to her, there are three types of stage names. Bronze is good. For three sessions of camming with her, and it costs 150. Silver is good for seven sessions, and it costs 200. And gold is worth 15 sessions, and would cost 250. And just ask me for my advice. Um. So I said, that "Brilliant thing." <laughs> Do not start this.
0: I know it's brilliant. Go, go but
2: scammy. I don't.
0: I don't. I don't know if I.
1: know <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't know that's pretty smart because it's a way of charging him to film with you it, I mean there are but there are sex agency? workers there are sex workers mm-hmm. that use Tinder and dating apps and Twitter and all these things to find people to shoot with for mm-hmm. sure so that part I don't think is necessarily a full blown scam like that does happen Yeah, and they often do want you to sign up with some like kind of legality process such as a uh, agency or something so I don't yeah. think that's crazy either um, I think if I were him, I would just, I wouldn't necessarily think it's a scam from what you're saying. I would think, okay, yeah, well, yes, she wants to get paid for you, your performance, like in some mm-hmm. way besides the 50%. Um, but I would look into whatever agency she's booking you through and, and do your research on that agency. Yeah. And then also ask her what performers she's also performed with and if she has, like, references that you can also reach out to.
2: But the, what kind of tipped me off is the fact that she said there are three types of stage names. Well, well, so that's, that's just her saying there's
0: different levels of what she's charging you. Yeah. Which is her way of saying it so civilians would understand. It's almost like there's uh, well, different levels say, of your um, subscription. So yeah. she, your, your baseline subscription is you get to make five videos with me and that's your baseline cost. The next level, you get to make ten videos with me, and it's your baseline cost, right? But she's just saying it as like a different way so it sounds more catchy or sounds more I don't know I think you'd I think for me, that first message when the, um, the listener sent in, mm-hmm. I think right from that, I can tell it's yeah. fake. this one I would do a little more research into. They just see she's offering you who she is, references she has of other people that have performed with her.
2: Yeah. I don't know. just the fact that it was worded like you get to set a stage name and that costs you money is like not really written in a way that it's like, it's like exactly what you said. Like if we film X amount of videos, it costs you this much. Yeah,
0: I think it's just it's just a sales tactic.
2: I don't know. I said honestly, it sounds like a scam. A stage name is literally just a name you use to protect your identity. Um, if you want to try sex work, there's many places you can do it. Um, and then I just told him about like some of the Vancouver like fetish, um, events that would, that are happening around that would be like, I, he's, you know, wanting to look at, you know, more experiences He's just gotten out of a long-term relationship. Right. Um, I said, there are so many scams that, uh, out there that rely on the fact that guys don't really know how the industry runs and fantasize sleeping with sex workers. Um, they make fake companies and pirate videos from cam sites. Um, and then get money out of them and block them. I said if you wanted to start the uh, legitimacy, I would ask which campsite live stream they use, and if they could send you the pro- like her profile on that site so that you could see it mm-hmm. and what the company is, or to discuss it in person or over a video call. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I said uh, it's not really a thing to pay f- pay for an alias or stage name, and they don't really come with a level, like in porn, guys know girls' names and they would look for the videos with those girls' names in it um, but would know right away if it wasn't that person. So it's not like you're paying for somebody's, like, profile, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say also just be careful because um, sites and live streams don't split income manually. You have to, like, trust the person to pay you out Oh, yeah, that's
0: a big part too, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I definitely think he needs to do a lot more due diligence mm-hmm. if he was further um, further going to look into it. I think exactly, I would want to link yeah. to their actual site on that cam and then I would want to contact them through the cam site or whatever. So I actually knew that this person was the person talking yes, to me. exactly. Because there's a lot of bots on cam sites who um, these bots are set up to record things and then stream them elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, So yeah, I would definitely do a lot more due diligence. Um, But what I was saying is that it's, there are cam models who outsource male talent. Yes, um, just so she was just. I wouldn't necessarily yeah. be like that. Never happens. Um, like I would say, like just like I said, like the ten thousand dollars a month American for sending a couple photos. Yeah. Well, rarely if ever happens. yeah this one it does happen but i would definitely do your due diligence yeah
2: and that's kind of what i said i was like it it sounds a little scammy so mm-hmm. test the legitimacy yeah
0: exactly and there's definitely ways to do that. meet them in person yeah look even the, a video
2: call yeah you know, I is look, this the person in the video yeah that's the first
0: step am i even talking to the right person yeah. and then i would look into the agency i would look into references i would look into all that stuff
2: mm-hmm.
0: um but hey if you just want to go get if you just want to get laid, bro, and you yeah. don't really care about making the money afterwards, like go get your yeah. If stock you just want the experience, oh, and also help her make money. You're not even really a sex worker yet. Go help <laughs> her make money. Whatever,
2: do the do the community good. Um, but yeah, so I yeah I got his permission to share uh, the story. Um, but yeah, if you also know of any scams or things that sounded scammy but actually worked out, like let us know. Yeah, we love right the stories. Then.
0: Loves the drama.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, that is where we're going to end it today. Thank you so much for all the comments and questions and the um, information you guys send us. We love getting it. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't forget to get your tickets for our live show. The tickets are available through the Instagram bio at five zero plus a tip on Instagram. The link in there. Uh, It's going to be September 13th, which is a Tuesday at the number five orange hearing Vancouver. It's gonna be so much fun. Again, prizes, drinks, food, merch,
1: all the good uh, Yeah,
0: audience involvement. Yeah. You guys get to see us in all our glory, and we are so excited to meet you all. So please come out. We appreciate the support and we love meeting you. So super excited for it. Mm-hmm. As always, you can find me on Instagram at 50 plus a tip or email at 50 plus a tip at gmail.com and look out for the next week's poll because we'd love to hear your all of
2: your opinions. Mm -hmm. Also, we'll put out a little question about the spreadsheet. Um, And yeah, you can also find us at Twitter, 50 plus a tip on Patreon, 50 plus a tip. Um, All that good stuff. As always, have a wonderful week. And happy whoring. Bye. Goodbye.